This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I mean, this guy, Tony, are you serious? This guy, Tony. Hey, so Flem, we're, we're actually, we're, we're recording now. So. Oh, shit. okay. Okay. My bad. No, let's go. All good. Um, hey guys, welcome in. This is the, uh, the post post game. Uh, you have at beep count joining you tonight uh, is Ant. We got at Stiano. We have Andrew Schreeder. We have Pam Halloween basic. Stu Gotts in sales. That's really Lou in sales. Floyd in sales. Bruce in sales. Uh, we got Flem and M. We have Crispy. We have Jagsman. B Rat. Kij and John in Miami. What's up, guys? Yo, what's hey. good? What's up? So, who do you think from the show that we're never going to hear from again? Allison. The show or the show? Allison. Allison is done. <laughs> Have we ever heard from Allison? Is she all right? Allison, you good? Alicat? Alicat? Why? I do have an Allison hot take. Ooh, let's hear it. It's a, it's a conspiracy theory. All right. It all goes back to <laughs> when Billy uh, was it lost the luggage at the Super Bowl event that she got really upset about. Yeah. Well, she's been holding a grudge ever since. And when she left, she convinced corporate to fire Chris because they knew it would set, upset Dan and then Billy would lose his job. Whoa. Wow. Wow. And that's why Allison left. I take you and on level stuff right there. Can, can I say my biggest upset about Allison is that there was no female to do a show song because I thought Smelly Cat from Friends being Alley Cat would have been the best <laughs> show song ever. <laughs> <laughs> you still could have done it. 
I mean, they're still part of ESPN yeah. for the next three hours and 47 minutes. So you must have missed my Tua song singing. I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> Should we get Caller Jake on it? Listener Jacob. Caller Jake. They're two different people, but both. Just Caller Jake and, and Listener Jacob. Yeah. And one of them is crispy. <laughs> Which one? For sure. Nobody okay. knows. Uh, man, so a uh, lot, a lot of memories uh, with with this show. Obviously, today, Monday the fourth was the uh, last time we're going to hear the Dan Lebetard show with Stugatz on ESPN. And I'm sure we're all pretty ecstatic because now we actually get to see Dan unleashed. Um, what is uh, what's everyone's favorite moment from the show over the past few years? It's really hard to pin down. I can tell you what I think is like the the greatest local hour memory if not you know show there's a couple years ago uh Stu Gatz apparently was fraternizing with somebody from uh is it Haagen-Dazs yeah or some sort of ice cream company I think it was Haagen-Dazs and they like sent this massive crate of ice cream bars to the Clevelander and they were so pissed off that there's all this ice cream just sitting in there melting and they sent Stu Gatz out to the street out of the ocean drive to sell <laughs> ice cream bars. <laughs> yeah. And he sold like almost all of them, I feel like. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't Hagenized. You know what it was? It was good humor. It was good humor. That's what yeah, humor. The good oh. humor. Not not humor. Yeah, because he kept humor. I remember that now because he kept saying good humor. Yep. Like because he can't pronounce his H U's. It's U. I uh, good humor bar. <laughs> yeah, that that was their best like definition of improv. It, it just proved how good they are at improv. I so wanted to go down to uh, to buy some ice cream. I was probably a 30, 30 minute drive away, and uh, Good Humor makes the uh, strawberry shortcake, and um, I think they mentioned they had some of that stuff, and that's probably my favorite Good Humor um, ice cream. So it would have been a a double whammy got to meet the guys and then and then have a strawberry shortcake well while you're at it john what's your favorite memory just to keep the subject moving so my my favorite is probably the the rant the give it to me again because it it was it was combining all the you know the winning that miami the miami heat was doing um and the and just the in your face nature uh, that Miami can can be sometimes, and just bringing that nationwide. Uh, I love that rant. It was almost like a like a hype song for me. Um, I'd I'd have to give it, say the rant is the best one. Yeah, yeah, that's actually what really got me hooked. Like I would listen to it in the car every once in a while, um, but really, what really got me hooked was how creative and how fun the rants were. Dan just starts yelling louder and louder. Give it to me again. Give it to me again. <laughs> and that shit would get me so hyped. And as just a cocky Miami Heat fan, like most of us down here, uh, you just love that. And you found this person who's like really just speaking to your soul as a local radio guy and bring it, bring it national to everyone else. And so everyone else can hate us even more. Lou, what about yourself? Oh, man. I think for me, it's always like I can't specifically nail down one because it's like always little moments and it's normally when Stugatz doesn't realize what he's saying, like the unanimous, you know, I think it was 12 to four, <laughs> right. It's like those moments where like he completely doesn't realize what he's doing. And like, so like, that's, that, that's what brought me into the show is listening to like, I would, 
I, I didn't know what the show was because like I just randomly turned on the radio and you hear Poppy and I was like the Dan Levitard show with Stugatz and I was like what is this and then listening to Stugatz just incoherently say things that he thinks he knows what he's talking about but he kind of does and I think so like it's all those little little moments of Stugatz that I think are my favorite moments. I so I just want to back him up on my favorite moment, which is a very small moment, but it goes again with Stugatz being subconsciously Stugatz. Uh, and I know it's shocking that my favorite moment isn't involving me, but Stugatz, <laughs> um, no, there was a moment two or three years ago where Stugatz and Mike were doing something and Mike began to go at Stugatz the same way he did Dan. And Stugatz replied, okay, tough guy. And I don't know if anybody remembers this, but it was when I first heard it, I was like, whoa. And I heard it live. And when they came back, it was addressed by Dan the way he likes to do is soak into the awkward. And that was the first moment, I think, where Mike Ryan earned the ability to like, hey, now you can make fun of Stugatz that much the way you do me. And they addressed it, they, excuse me, they addressed it and they oh. owned it so much. But it was like this weird, like coming together between Stugatz and Mike because you heard Stugatz like, hey, okay, tough guy. And it was so awkward. And then they came into it. And I know that that's not like the funny bit, but it was kind of one of those like, oh, wow, I just got to experience the show evolve in a way that's personal. So, And I always say that because it was so subconsciously Stu Gotts, although not the same fashion. It was Stu just not thinking and just reacting <laughs> because he forgets the mic is on. Of course. Also, when, whenever I hear Stu Gotts say football, that whole thing, <laughs> like that, I, I, I could listen, to, I'd laugh hysterically every time I hear him try to say a foot call, a foot, a foot, a foot, foot, a fall, fall, a fall cult. Yeah. yeah. Listener Jacob with two shout outs so far. <laughs> Crispy, how about yourself? Yeah, I'll, I'll make this very quick. Uh, it's a three-way tie. Um, it is Dan <clears throat> trying to tell the Josh Norman hugging in the lobby story uh, that ends up with him fingering somebody and <laughs> it's a happy ending. Uh, it's between that uh, Mike Ryan <laughs> replying with "You're my brother," <laughs> it's it gets me so perfectly every single time I hear that recording. And lastly, but absolutely not least, the Jonathan Coachman apology from Stu Gutz. <laughs> yes, is what, it is. I I can't even the the layers of like nuance and detail you would have to explain to someone <laughs> before actually telling them what Stugatz did and said and then coming back from break the apology it, it's it's one of the most uh uh it's the funniest piece of art i think i've ever heard yeah the, the whole yeah. show is art from from beginning to end barrett what do you got i have to say that my absolute fondest memory came from when they put Stugatz on the lie detector test uh, that's what really solidified my fandom in this show. And then um, I, just a couple of other, like what Lou's saying, the little things, like Chris saying that dogs need to get smarter about fireworks. <laughs> I loved that so much. And but um, and then like another Chris one, when he said he didn't like pulled pork, that one was good too. Uh, but yeah, man, this the, that show is, is killer. Morgan from Australia joining us uh, in the future. Uh, Morgan, what has been your favorite part of uh, of the Levitard show with Stu Gatz? Well, 
I think my favorite memory was when Billy went to opening day, and yes. and um, as a Cubs fan, hitting a home run off the first pitch was amazing, and then having Dan crush him and just ruin the whole thing was just absolutely magnificent. Like I, I remember, like the first time I heard it, I, I don't think I've ever laughed that much in my life. Like I just, I could not stop laughing. It was so good. I thought, there's, how could this have just, like, not have been scripted? It was just so perfect. <laughs> how despondent he was with his, oh, God. That kills me every time. Oh, yeah. Billy is Billy is the best. That was my other one that I forgot was Billy messing with callers on the Lauer, the way that he would, like, just sit there and troll them. That, oh, oh, and make them the tell their boring-ass stories. I was really? one. Idiot I've been told by Billy, and I loved it. I gotta say. Well, shocking based on your last appearance thirty <laughs> seconds ago that you're one of the boring ones. <laughs> Billy Damn. coming into his own has really been a huge bright spot over the last couple of years. Um, just really emerging from the shadows and becoming a fan favorite, at least in, in my eyes. Um, yeah, has been such a joy. I love. I absolutely love when he goes back at Dan. <laughs> Yeah, Billy becoming his true sarcastic self was the best thing that could have happened. Did that start with Peepo or did that start with Billy Bunt? I think it started with uh, Bob Ryan and just going after baseball stats. I could, that's kind of where I thought like he gained the confidence to be. That where skeptical Billy started? Skeptical Billy, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was the, uh, the guy who uh, uh, paddled across the ocean. Oh, the, the paddle oh, yeah. it was like an actual yeah. boat? Yeah. yeah. Fraud. <laughs> Pam, why don't you give us your favorite memory over the last few years? Okay, so mine is pretty simple, but it's still, it never fails to make me laugh every time, and that's the looks like game um, yeah. with, with Kirkton. Like, Kirkton's laugh, for one, but just even... Descriptions, the way Dan reads them, uh, descriptions is occasionally it will be someone that I'm like, I can't picture what they look like. And so I'll Google. And as soon as I see them, like that description fits everyone perfect every time. So many smart, funny people write those, but the way that Dan delivers them just makes them perfect. And I've never not laughed. Have any of you all ever written one of those looks like things, like submitted it and had it on air? Because I'm wondering who actually does that. I'm not funny enough for that. It's listeners primarily. Yeah. For sure. yeah. Are we, we all, Yeah, we're yeah, they have a they have a whole account dedicated to it, Kish. But like I don't ever seen that many like good submissions to that account, to be honest. Uh I haven't checked Reddit. But we've all thought of bad ones. We can admit that. <laughs> I mean half I of the episode. We wrote working. bad ones. <laughs> yeah. We all wrote bad ones. I will say I'm sorry. I'll say we're all saying no, but if Kish goes and checks that account, we all tweeted it some horrible. <laughs> yes. I have a friend <laughs> whose friend got uh his looks like submitted. That's the closest thing that I that's know dope. of someone. So that's good. No, that is Passen, real fans. Jeff Passon does look like Noddy, but you guys don't know who Noddy is. So he's like an English cartoon character with massive ears. Right. Oh, <laughs> so stump the meech that that's that's my favorite thing of the show that's the, good. The, all the stump the meeches are like like this the, 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 tight ends coach 
Fabric. Well, that ties into your footfall one too. Yeah. I also like March Madness. Um, oh yeah. And see his March Madness um previews. They All I know is play. Ah, the Deeks out of Wake Forest. <laughs> Deeks, no one calls them the Deeks. <laughs> they got a savvy pedder, veteran point guard. Yeah. Experienced guard play. Yeah. <laughs> Senior leadership in the backcourt. So I Aunt, did you go already? I did not. So mine's pretty basic because it's really just one line. It's people and it's they hate us because they ain't us. Like I just <laughs> they dislike us because they aren't us. So my text tone is they dislike us because they aren't us because I have three kids and I can't have it be the one I want it to be. <laughs> I have a coffee mug. I lose it. I lose it. I, whenever I'm having a bad day, when I'm feeling down, I'll play that people rant, the whole rant. And then even Dan at the end, like, is that better? Yes, it is better. Like, I just lose it. That for me. They hate us because they aren't us. Is that better, Dan? It is better. <laughs> the Guillermo Mafia guys actually put it, put it on a, a coffee yeah. mug and I bought it's it. It's on a mug. Yes, yeah. it's a sweet mug. That's really good. So, so like I gave, I gave my. I just thought of. Sorry, I need to catch you off beat. But I just thought of my favorite national show moment, and it was during the Super Bowl a couple years ago. It was during the Patriots Falcons Super Bowl. That whole week of shows, the Stugatz's question, the the final question of every interview. The tradition started that Super Bowl of, what's the number one thing the Falcons have to do to beat the Patriots. And how, and then they play the montage after the Super Bowl, and it's all these people take that question so seriously. And to me, that whole bit in that whole montage, I was laughing so hard at it, listening back to it, because it really encapsulates the essence of what the show is like just taking the piss out of really super serious sports analysis on the radio. Well, also that not one person said, Stu, you okay? Like nobody. <laughs> yeah, nobody like, no one asked for a second. They didn't even Wait. think about it. They were just like pushing through. One Took person did. Actually, you're right, friend. One person did. There's was always it was it big boy? Who was it? Uh, it, it was an important it was an important it. correction that I just it was a very unimportant correction. I just <laughs> no, that's fine. ruined it. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay, it was one of like fifty. It was crazy. Yeah. That's out of politeness, right? They they don't want to go ahead and continue the um Wondering what's going on. So used to him being a fuck up, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and it leads into like the John Lovitz. Are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Or, <laughs> or it's oh, like me- actually, I'm not okay. <laughs> Mina on the zipline. Yeah, that's my other one. Mina on the zipline. <laughs> oh man, guilty oh. admission. I thought that was like one of the most overrated sounds that I didn't think was as funny as they made oh, it seem. So funny. I know. Another another little bit that they have in between like uh, going into segments um, is the like being John Malkovich, AKA being, uh, being Stugatz when everyone has a Stugatz impersonation. Impression. <laughs> yeah, buddy, I do. Yeah, buddy, I do. <laughs> when Ron, when Roy does that shit, that's hilarious. And everyone's going at it and it, it's just, the, it makes me smile every single time. <laughs> Billy as Stugatz is, is fantastic also. Yes. One of the best on the show. <laughs> no, it, it is. I'm sorry. I was typing. I wasn't doing an awkward yes there. I was actually. Sorry, I my thing dropped out. Yeah, I was not. I promise quiet. you. I was typing. 
here's what happened. All right, we can let's let's no, let's all soak into what happened here. Earlier, Lou sent me the private message to make fun of Kish because Lou's afraid to make fun of Kish or anybody <laughs> in person. And so I only had a private message on, and I've been responding to private messages to Lou, trying to tell Beep that yes, this person fell out, and yes, this happened. So I've been <laughs> responding to the group to Lou. <laughs> That's the beginning of this entire podcast. That's what happened. Uh, Actually, produced one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so for me, um, I would say my favorite moments are, uh, it was back around the Super Bowl, um, Ron McGill. I think it was one of the first times they showed him a video clip and he did the play-by-play. And it was the guy that punched the kangaroo in the face. That's one of my favorites. Um, yeah. Favorite, favorite, you know, recurring segment is, is obviously going to be weekend observations. Um, just his timing on those jokes is, is impeccable. Um, so, Beep, can I cut you off there to ask you a question? Because you're Beep Count. No. How did you feel? Thanks, Kish. <laughs> How did you feel about the Beep turning into the... The fart? Fart. fart? Yeah, I forgot. Either way, it was... To me, I know it'll get the show, the most obnoxious edit, even getting the show. But how did you feel about it having to count them? Uh, the farts I hated. Um, and I hated that I I fell in, I that I sunk into the joke uh, and changed the uh, the handle to fart count for about uh, about five weeks of shows. That really stung. So your wife killed you. Mrs. Yeah, fart because, count. Because Mrs. Fart count. Yeah. Yeah. M- Mrs. Fart count did not appreciate that <laughs> at all. Wait, did you say it stunk? <laughs> I, I got swallowed by everyone else. Yeah. Oh, didn't I swallow it? <laughs> it was it was silent. <laughs> Deadly. Let the joke sit. Shit? Did you say shit? <laughs> sit. I said sit. sit. I said sit. <laughs> sit where? Kish uh, doesn't get the show. Uh, um, and of course the uh the club. <laughs> The club was always, always my favorite. Debbie Deb uh, now has a very special place in my heart. I, I hated that song before it even came into the show, but I mean, it's now so iconic mm-hmm. that I just I hear it every single, every single, every single time I hear that. Doon doon ch, doon doon ch, doon doon ch. It just it puts me in a good mood. It really does. I- Chris's limited fake version of it was the best. It was absolutely hysterical. Better than kazoos? I wasn't a big fan of the kazoos. I'll admit. Whoa. Gloria. I think I got your number. <laughs> Gloria. Gloria. <laughs> God. They were so, going back to that well for weeks, and I did not hate it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why why would why would you hate it? Drunk Brett Hole is yeah, uh, by Flem. That's Brett Hole. I'm sorry. What was that, Kish? Another awkward yeah by Flem, trying to fill in silence. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Critiquing yeah. people's podcasting is my new favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kish, turn the. Kid- Hold on, kids. Turn the turn the camera down so we can see the Yeti mic. I sent you turn the wrong way because you're infamous. 
They had it upside down for yeah. a month, you idiot. What do you mean it's upside down? Chase had a Yeti mic fate the top facing his mouth. Like he thought he had a professional <laughs> microphone. I was like, hey, that's not how these things work. But to be fair, no, he he never expected. I had no it. instructions. I just got a Yeti Yeti mic sent to me. Instructions? By it's not a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> was it plugged? Was it plugged in? <laughs> or was he using no, the mic from his laptop like Stu? Huge epiphany here. Kids is the Tony of this podcast. Oh, that's not nice. Is it because I'm boring? No, I mean, yeah, you you look you look very good, but. Nobody would miss it. Is it because you want? Is it because you want to fuck him? <laughs> well, that too. Yeah. He wants to fuck Tony up. No fucking. Speaking of that, that fraud. Oh, Clem. Tony! Don't, don't, don't even get me started on this fraud, Tony. Like, what happened today with this fraud? With the long stat of the day? No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm just joking. I'm not gonna do that. Easy, so no. Easy. <laughs> All right, so I, I want to say this actually before I even start because I do feel this is right. Streeter, I think that because and all credit due, like what happened on the long stay of the day with your song and with that company you had, I think was super dope. So I think you should explain what happened to make us create what we did on the long version of anybody who wants to hear it can look it up on Twitter if you follow at Andrew Streeter. But you can kind of explain. Thanks, Sam. At Andrew underscore Streeter because oh. they're. <laughs> Yeah. Andrew Streeter <laughs> underscore. Okay, well, and raps. M-E-M underscore R-A-P-S. Is this an AOL email? You think you think Andrew Streeter one was taken, and now we gotta look up Andrew Streeter two? Okay. Just you can also Streeter. find it on the Facebook fan page. I posted it there for you. Also, the twenty people that are listening to us probably follow Streeter, so I think they know where to find it. But Streeter, <laughs> you can explain what happened, and then I'm gonna explain my my honest opinion of. No, but on and all jokes aside, Streeter, you can explain what happened with what we did and what the internet can find at your Twitter account or any of our Twitter accounts and then what played on the show. So you can go first. For sure. So Tony's only assignment for this final show, according to him, uh, Dan asked him to reach out to a bunch of different people for the long stat of the day gag, the long version. And he said that Dan told him to reach out to some of the the fan uh song makers and see if we can come up with something this was they reached out he reached out to us i think like on the 29th or 30th like it wasn't that long ago and um he dm'd us it was me yeti and phlegm and he's like okay you guys want to get on a zoom here and the zoom wasn't until like i feel like new year's eve like it was not that long ago so i get on the phone i get on the zoom call and he's like, yeah, so, you know, Tony just uh, doesn't really give us a whole lot of direction as to, like, what kind of thing we should do <laughs> like, or, like, what other kind of songs people are submitting or have submitted. I don't know if that's because he hadn't gotten much of anything collected yet, but he's like, you know, just, you know, do one of your things, guys. You know, just, you know, you guys know you do. It's, a, it's the long side of the day. It doesn't have to be the side of the day song. You can just pick a song. And we're like, okay, thanks. And so we're kind of putting our heads together. And we like kind of labored over it. Like I, I came up with, I was looking through like all of like my Spotify playlists and I was like, what's, what words or phrases like fit stat of the day. And then I found that Tears for Fear song. I'm like, oh, this works. And then like, I did a little demo and I sent it to Yeti. And he's like, this is perfect. You got to do it. And uh, I'll do a second verse. And then Flem was like, 
<clears throat> okay, well, I'm going to do like a little something where we're going to do a skit. We got like really meta about it. If you haven't heard it, you can listen to it. We got like really like arty and like, you know, if you've ever listened to an Eminem record, it's, you know, where he has like little skits where he's like joking about talking to record executives and whatnot. And that's kind of like the, you know, the whole, uh, the setup behind it. And it's really good. I think I was really proud of what we did and what we put together. So it starts off with what, you know, my song that ended up in the thing. And then it transitions into Flem and me and Yeti having like a little skit. And then Flem has a verse of, uh, it's, it's Berserk, right? From Eminem, like, yeah, it's Berserk. Yeah, and it's the same way Eminem does where he like, he intentionally does like a, a very easy rhyme scheme to make a joke like this was such, so simple and then stops and it's like, I'm just joking and then goes serious. And that was the intention, but... Yeah, you can. I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, that's what it was. No, I need. I needed you to interject. That was perfect. So, <clears> and then we 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 had had a collaboration on the back burner for a few months where we were doing this this, you know, we will rock you. Or Yeti did a verse, I did a verse, and then, um, <clears throat> Flem would do a verse, but with you know the Beastie Boys version, and um, I think that worked out well too. And so we transitioned into that, and that's where we got all you guys to do your thank you dance, and we threw those in there, and. It was a lot of work, basically. Long story short, we yeah. uh, we put a lot of thought and a lot of work into it, and we and we sent it to Tony, and Tony's like, "Guys, this is awesome. This is totally fire. You knocked it out of the park. I'm gonna send it up the ladder, and uh, you know we're good to go." And I'm, we're thinking like, "Oh yeah, this is gonna be great. It's gonna be perfect." And then what happened today was my part of the song got played, and then. <laughs> none of the other parts of what we did yeah. got played at all. Shocker that the most talented street uh, Sui winner would... Uh, <laughs> win. No, and to be fair... Uh, and, order. And to be fair, time. yeah, when this happened, and one one thing I'll say is the one detail, and I'm not blaming anybody because let me be very clear, what I'm about to say I, I'm honestly meaning from my heart. The one detail that was given to us that would have probably changed everything is this is going to be multiple segments. And so we thought we had time to blend in different things. Otherwise, if it was like, hey, stick to this, what we heard today, production-wise made sense of what happened. But when we thought it was going to be multiple segments, we thought, let's get creative. Otherwise, I could have just just as easily uh, been horrible at a song versus being horrible at a skit. But no, honestly, um, this guy, thanks, Kish. That means a lot. But this guy, Tony, I mean, like I said again, he's a fraud. All right? No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, this morning sucked. And I, I'm only saying this when I say this morning sucked. Uh, I'm not trying to like this morning. I think we all woke up excited about the show and what was about to happen. And we were all looking forward to it. And with the project that Streeter and Yeti and I were given, I was super excited, even more on top of just hearing what they were going to do. So um, when I heard the final cut being aired and some of us were on a Zoom together, so I imagine they saw like the disappointment or anger. And it wasn't anger or disappointment towards anybody individually. I was just that's the pride right so all day today uh i was thinking of like a funny way to rip people that i thought would be showing my emotions but also being humorous and i couldn't because when i really thought about it um a year ago if we're all if we all take a step back let alone me nobody would even know that we're fans of the show let alone know who we are know who i am and i wouldn't have been part of a suey award that i lost to two people who ironically were on today's show and mentioned but it was it was deserved i mean these guys are way more talented than i'll ever be and i owe uh, owe that thank you to lebitard show for what happened to us last year but even more than that and i mean this uh what i owe more is the fact that i did music and did these song shows is actually because of y'all and i'm not saying this and i'll explain why crisp 
our fearless leader and host of most or some of our podcasts outside of you beat uh one of the, a beat he produced is actually the reason i started making music and went out and bought some stuff to make music again so the very first time i made music during the pandemic was because of lower after hour host crisp and then i never thought about doing a show song until and this is before i was lucky enough to join again lower after hours y'all actually did a podcast with streeter and yeti again the two people who pushed me out of the way and took the spotlight no i'm just kidding but <laughs> i'm just joking no, you're not. No. Half, kidding. half kidding so <laughs> yeah. this the fact that y'all did that podcast <laughs> The, the fact that y'all did that podcast is actually what made me write my first song that made it on the show. So like to think about a year ago and everything that's happened, like all day throwing myself a pity party. Um, it's pointless because if you had told me a year ago that one, we got what we have here and that I got what I got over the last year. Um, yeah. I, I mean, the, the universe of Levitard shows done way more positive than one production decision that made a lot of sense if you take a step back and look at it so uh, i just want to say thank you not only to the show but to everybody here you bet Aww. also there's just some follow-ups here immediately after the show aired tony got back on the dm and said hey guys i'm sorry about how that went down it wasn't my call at the end but um i really appreciate all the work you did i think that kind of helped smooth things over a bit maybe oh, I it, it did it did. It helped me solidify that Mike Ryan hates me. <laughs> well, and the other caveat there that to counteract that, Mike tweeted out um, shortly after the show went off air that, you know, regrettably, they didn't use all of the stuff that they got for the long version of the stat of the day, and they're going to air it subsequently throughout the rest of the week. So, I mean, who knows what we get to hear later on. But hopefully it's phlegm and yeti uh, centric <laughs> yeah and <laughs> i doubt it flipping yeti centric is a term i don't really mean heard. that andrew no I um sincerely mean it, that because i feel like especially with yeti man he like he puts yeah. his heart into like everything he does and like he's like he's one of my really best friends in the world and like i know how hard he takes it when he like thinks he's gonna like get on the show and then he doesn't you, and then you didn't say phlegm before he looked like a yeah. broken tiny man. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I was. Yeah. And he was angry at me. I was, uh, well, I mean, your fault, Morgan. No, I got something from Morgan, to too. It. Yeah, Morgan literally DMing the show and asking them to make sure I'm not played. Uh, that's no the most, hurt, that's the most, yes, most hurtful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I did um, it to Christ no, who wouldn't do that. I, I know, I know. Uh, no, but when I, it I happened, know, I, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, now the if you and i think any of us uh lou streeter chris and anybody else who's done music if you actually listen to what they ended up doing versus i think what we thought was it was going to be it made so much sense to not include what happened after that song so i have uh no anger towards anybody uh on the show that i didn't have before so if i hated you before this <laughs> I have a question. Who, who who submitted the final audio file? Lou. What? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> it was Yeti, Yeti. But okay. to be fair, Yeti we all the, heard it. Yeah, Yeti, Yeti did, did everything. Yeah. He did all the mixing. I I recorded my part, and like <laughs> I didn't change anything from the demo that I made. I just sent that to Yeti, and then he used that, and then that's what got put on the radio. Hold on, I want I want to hear Lou's feedback now. 
<laughs> no. Luke, I, where were you going with that? Were you going yeah. with sabotage? I was really, I was really hoping that Andrew sent it in and that he just cut everyone else out and just edited his part. <laughs> no, see, I covered that would tracks. be funny. Yeah. I knew I, that would be funny. I made sure that it was Yeti that sent yeah. a. How do we know that Yeti didn't? How do we know that Yeti didn't cut out Flem and himself just to like you know lay everyone off his tracks? You know, as because, a red herring, mastermind. Yeah. A gift to Streeter for our... but like the rest of us assholes. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Lou Anon. It, it was a it was a gift to Streeter for. <laughs> yeah. uh, when I thought I had bitching powers that got you removed, I thought that was pretty special. Yeah, well, it was uh, it was it was very it was very lovely. Right after having your heart torn out, to see somebody request your heart be torn out. So uh, thank you. Well, for it that. hadn't happened then, so it was funny at the time. So beep, you uh, you know the, the big question now that that they're off ESPN Radio is where they're going from here. Aside from Cameo and Cameo, they're yeah. staying. We here's focus on what we know. We know they're staying in the Clevelander, correct? And we know that they're going to be producing the show from there, pirate radio style, until they get a deal that they like. Do you guys? Do any of you guys feel like they have like some? preliminary things on the table that they're picking from or they have a pretty good idea of what direction they're going to go in or what do you you don't jump unless you know some direction that's what i think too yeah i got it a couple out there so i tried not to read too much into it but mike literally said the word spotify five times today on the show now maybe that's a coincidence (laughs) or he just threw that word out there but he said spotify five different times or Spotify some platform can. like that. Spotify but it's always specifically Spotify. And with so many career, like people's careers on the line yeah. and responsibilities, Dan takes all that stuff pretty seriously. So I, I think you would have something, um, li- a few things lined up, and now they're just trying to make the best the best choice. Like I agree with John. Like if it was one person, then sure, maybe you might like just jump and see where you fall, but. If, if you're going and you're taking like five other six, seven, how many other people with you who, who are just going to like follow you blindly, blindly and they've got children and like they're, they're not on the money you're on. Like you've got to have a plan and I don't doubt that they've got a plan. Yeah. I don't think Roy would Roy. I don't think no. Roy would, would leave if there wasn't some form of like, Hey, this is where money is going to be coming from. Well, yeah. And, and, um, to that point, like, I don't know that they necessarily have to have something set up, but they very well may just have like, they, I mean, they can still have sponsors if they're independent. So like it, like, even if they don't have like a deal with a big, with it like Spotify or something like that, I, I'm sure they at least have sponsorship shit lined up. I mean, Stu Gotts is off the show. They still have advanced auto parts. working double time. They still, Sorry, have the advanced, they still have the advanced auto part battery and that they, uh, they said that's coming with them. There you go. Do they get their contract like bought out? So like if they had two years yeah. on, like they they say like, you know, like, Hey, we're going to, you guys leave, get out of our hair. You take one yes. year's worth of salary. So like, technically it's like, Oh, you know, we don't have an idea where we are, but we're still going to get paid for a year. Yeah, um, the, that's why Chris is still. That's yeah. why Chris is going to be at ESPN longer because he got 
He got, got package. He only he got, got severance. Like, yeah, one month severance. Yeah, but he whole, got fired. Like, yeah, so but hold on, hold on. Yeah, he got he got laid off, which is why you get a severance. You got laid off as a business decision, so he got severance. The rest of them got contract buyouts. But what we need to remember, and I don't know if it was this show or the other. The talent contracts got contract buyouts. The rest of the producers actually have, there's like tiers like any other company. You're a manager one, manager two. And so they have salaries. Now they may have negotiated a severance, but they're not getting a paycheck beyond like another couple of weeks at most. So everybody else, yeah, they got a negotiation to buy out. But as much as in, don't get me wrong, and I could be absolutely, I am absolutely just guessing here. Yes, Dan has a lot of money Dan could pay, but this is a podcast network they're building, not just a show. There's a business loan that, if proven, could cover all of this. And I think that we're all naive in thinking that, yeah, hey, go get this business loan, go build this company, and go. And I think that that's likely what's happening. Now, it may be under uh, Dan's social because Stu Gotts has so many <laughs> foreclosures on his homes. <laughs> but I think that's likely what's happening is the business loan concept uh, and maybe it's not going to happen the first month maybe they're going to roll the dice and see what happens before they take one out but that's likely what i see happening so, so if they're going to have a network and they're not going to have sarah or mina or marty when do they get us as part of the network i can assure next, you they don't next week say, i can assure you after today they don't want me <laughs> well, they're, they're not going to take the idiots on laugh the club but I love the idea of them getting us, and then they do a full podcast, and they just cut me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just have we just have Mark on every time you come on. <laughs> well, no, I also wanted to take a step back because no, don't the break the awkward silence. <laughs> no, I don't like to let the joke sit. Go ahead. I was going to say I feel like with a lot of the negotiating they did to get some of their sounds and get some, you know, take some of their catalogs, they probably did take less of a salary buyout like dan probably said yeah give me my sounds and like i can see something like that being part of negotiation where the content for them the clevelander for them some of the artwork some of the sounds is way more important to them than whether dan you know gets the next six months of salary necessarily now roy billy probably different but i can see dan sort of looking at the creative side and being more important to him than than necessarily you know a particular dollar amount i don't know or maybe he just says, yeah, don't pay me, pay these guys. I don't know. Maybe. No, nah, that didn't happen. At least not for Stu. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I said Dan specifically. I was not even, I didn't even broach Stu. No, I, I think it goes back to the fact that what's this show going to do with their sound? It's not like they have like these sounds that are usable in the future for sports, right? Like the classic sports calls and all that. Like ESPN's like, what are we going to do with these sounds? Like, what do you want me to do with their talking sandwiches going at it as hard as they can? So I don't <laughs> think that was a big part of the negotiation. I think most of it was simply just, we don't want to be around each other. Let's go. Like, I think this is almost the most mutual divorce. It's like a divorce without kids. Like, let's just leave. And you're renting an apartment. Like, there's nothing to discuss. Like, let's just go. go. Yeah. Who gets kids in the uh, in the divorce though? Hopefully, my wife. If we're talking about me, because I don't. Want I said kids, not your kids. Oh, well, then, then hopefully <laughs> me. Answer real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then hopefully me. him. I heard it. Wow. I'm gonna go right Fight you for it. <laughs> How long, guys, before how long before we start hearing like legit behind the scenes stories about the nitty gritty of how everything's gone down over the last several months? Tomorrow. Like, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Three months. 
I say what when they come life. on the show. Do you think there's an NDA? You think there was an NDA in that regard? I'm sure of it. Oh yeah, I'm sure there was, but there will be shade and there will be but basic. It'd be just like the office thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but NDA means don't discuss what we negotiated. It doesn't mean don't subliminally tell everybody what happened throughout before well, it all. I wonder if it's not almost like a David Samson situation where he had to wait till a certain time before he could, you know, talk about things that happened in the organization. Yeah, know? but that I don't think that was an NDA. I think he was actually on the books. As he was still under contract. Yeah. With them. oh, they were still paying him. Out. Yeah, yeah, they were still paying him. They paid him. I maybe that's Dan the answer. About wanting to have ESPN guys on, and I think Dan's going to do his best to play semi nice. To hopefully be able to get Randy Scott or Mean or Bo or whoever, well, you know, to even come on at different times. So, and I know you guys are going to hate this reference, but I'm still going to mention it. Like, Ryan Rossillo and everything that he was upset about when he left ESPN, he brings on a lot of ESPN personalities. And he's talked publicly about what happened between him and the network. And I don't think, and the way he does it is actually, I think, entertaining to the one of us on this 15 people chat that likes him. <laughs> but... I, I think he does a very good job of doing it, and I think it's been accepted, and I think that's the way you do it. And it hasn't stopped him from having people on. So I don't think that's a big issue, depending where you go. Now, granted, he ended up at Ringer, so there's companies involved, and I'm sure contracts involved between the two, but um, we'll see. But I, I don't think it's going to stop him from being able to bring on the people. It's just going to stop I guess him. I just think the way he talked about Dan Patrick basically had you know a long while yeah. where he couldn't have anybody in ESPN, and, and same thing for Bill Simmons, although – that was years ago, and maybe, yep. you know, given this divorce is much more amicable, maybe there's not an issue. But Dan only seemed to say that he wasn't sure what was going to happen. I don't know if he was just sort of trying to play up the drama or if he actually doesn't know necessarily. Uh, Sarah made reference to it too, and she said that she wasn't sure how long it would be until they could be on together. Yeah, I doubt. I doubt it'll be. I, I doubt they'll let him go on there for for a good long time, unless they're doing some type of uh, promotion. Um, you know, for like let's say Mina gets on Monday Night Football or whatever, um, and they they want to promote that, then I could see them allowing it to happen. But uh, they they put they clamped down on on Dan Patrick pretty hard. Um, you know he was calling the mothership and all that stuff, and I, I see the same thing. I see the, some the management going back to the way it was rather than being more progressive, like when they actually hired Dan and and the guys. So I think it's going in the opposite direction, and I could see. I could see them acting more, more like, um, more like a corporate Mike would. Good point, because the management's definitely gone the other way. All right. Well, thanks a lot for the uh, all the discussion tonight, guys. Uh, really appreciate each and every one of you for joining us, and we appreciate all you listeners as well. We are going to get to uh, the weekly beep count, brought to you by at beep count. Today's total beeps was 161, a segment length of six minutes and 25 seconds for a 25.08 BPM, which was down 9.7% week over week. This has been your weekly beep count brought to you by at beep count. Stat of the day. Yeah. Stat of the day. Um, So speaking of stats in 2020, there were 10,136 beeps. How about that? A lot of beeps. A lot of beeps. What's your favorite color? Anywhere farts though. Oh. That, that's Aqua? a good question. Someone actually asked that, and I don't I care. Tweeted it. I tweeted it. It, it. It's out there. Wait, you right. tweeted it? I tweeted it. Stream.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Go to rcahelp.com slash podcast for more information on how to get treatment. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma or relapse, for young adults, for adults 50-plus, for the LGBTQ plus community, a confidential program for first responders and service members, and a faith-based program. Recovery Centers of America accepts patients 24-7 and is in-network with most insurance providers. Don't wait. Go to rcahelp.com slash podcast for help. rcahelp.com slash podcast.